Welcome to the Tearing It Up podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. We'll be tearing it up, tearing it down, and tearing it apart, dissecting all things related to those who deviate from the standard. From leaders of their industry to leaders of mediocrity, and maybe a gear review or two thrown in. We shoot the shit and let the conversations flow, so if that's not your style, this may not be for you. Otherwise, listen in. Hope to light a fire in you somehow. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so it says like recording, record to the cloud or record to the computer, and I uh, I did the cloud and then I got nervous. <laughs> like, like uh, what if the, I don't know, something happens and I just like to have the files. I think it's easier just to have on the computer for when I upload everything together. And then it goes, and then it goes out into the ether and then yeah. aliens abduct us and... I feel like it goes in the cloud anyway. I thought that that was the purpose of paying for the subscription. But uh, I do really quick want to start with, uh, kind of preface this podcast with just touching a base about last week's podcast, not going into it or anything, but I just feel like I need to say that obviously there's still a lot going on in the world and we get fired up so quickly on things as soon as they happen and then you start to see the decline of awareness or or people talking about these issues as much you know a, a week or two after said events um And we're not going to be discussing anything. I mean, maybe it will come up, who knows. But last week was definitely like, we're allowing all this time to like talk about this shit. Um, And this week we may be talking more about just general life stuff. And sometimes I just feel weird about going, like not discussing. Without acknowledging. Yeah, because it's very much still happening. I don't want it to be like, oh, we were just, you know, on it because it was, it had just happened and it was fresh. It's like, it's still. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel the exact same way. And I think that, uh, the reason why there's like heightened awareness to these events and then like a decline afterwards, is because we need to fucking process what the hell is going on and like try to regulate our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, and also decompress, which is what we talked about last week. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, Thank you for bringing that up. I'm glad that you addressed that. And I did go to uh, that conversation about abortion uh, the Thursday after we recorded. And it was so amazing. And it was great to see an array of people interested in wanting to talk about it. Although it was, albeit it was like an intimate setting, like Mm -hmm. a handful of people, but it was just great to see and feel the energy in this room about this topic. And you could just tell that there were so many people who wanted to say so much Mm -hmm. um, and had so much more to say. uh, But we just like, A, didn't have enough time. Like holding space for those things takes up a lot of time and energy. And it like, sometimes you just don't have that. 100%. Um, But I learned a lot. And I, one interesting fact that I want to share about it is that uh, I learned that, um, abortion was not on the chopping block 40 years ago people politicians presidents such as ronald reagan supported it for the longest time a lot of people in power supported it and then 40 years ago it was like oh no we don't no we don't support that so uh there was just that i just think that that needs to be acknowledged that there was like a shift in consciousness and yeah, this is yeah. a wild, wild world. And we just need to A, hold time for mm-hmm. these things, but also 
decompress and yeah. talk about lighter subjects. Like, exactly. And I think that's boarding. why, yeah, that's why we made <laughs> last week, like, you know, this is, this is what we're going to do because like, so you do really need to, to be able to carve out that, that space mentally, emotionally, all of that stuff to be able to discuss some of those heavy topics. So yeah, it's still very much aware. And I just would urge anybody still to like, yes, these are things that still matter, whether it's abortion, gun safety, all those things. And really now what the next steps are, because you will see a decline in people talking about it over the social and whatnot, is to figure out what you can do in your local area. There's some things going on around here. I know there's this campaign of about like wearing orange for gun safety. Um, so I'm sure there's oh, events yeah. going on like everywhere around. <laughs> so yeah, just look into what's going going on and going on around you. And of course, like look into your legislation and all that and figure out, um, you know, what you can, how you can make a difference at the lower levels, because that's where it all does start. So yes, on that note of lighter subjects um you've been well so I just got back from a bike ride yes, um, and so as far as decompressing it's like yes these are the things we we're very active people um we love to do the things and be outdoors and that's a way to kind of decompress whether I don't know sometimes it's a little stressful and hard <laughs> um I might not be like fully mentally or physically ready for a long push or something, but there's other times that it's just like, oh my God, this, or most times probably that it feels just so good to be outside and moving your body. Um, and so I saw on your Strava that you got to, that you went paddle boarding. Dude, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And I'm in love with it. Um, Sally got herself. She treated herself to a inflatable paddleboard. Good job, Sal. Kudos to you. Um, and then I have a really close girlfriend who I have been doing adventures with since Quincy was a baby. So this amazing woman uh, does not have kids of her own and does not want to have them, which oh. <laughs> This is yeah. feel it, hear it. Like everyone who chooses that, I just like, I'm so proud of making people. that decision. Yes, because yeah. I go back and forth. I'm like, mm -hmm. I want another kid. And then I'm like, fuck no. Yeah. Um, constantly, like literally every day of like of every moment. It's really fucked up for some of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she has a she recently scored at a secondhand store here uh, a paddleboard for a deal that she was like, I can't pass this up. That's amazing. And then she has a kayak. Um, and she also has a fear of like the unknown of the water, similar to that Jess chick from that documentary learning to drown. Oh, Jess Camaro. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know how she had like that major fear of like the underwater things that are going to grab your yeah. toes. Which is crazy but because she is in a very extreme snowboarder so you just you know relative perspective it's like you wouldn't think that this fucking badass chick is scared of any extreme sport but put yeah. her out of her element which is like not frozen water <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's a whole whole different story but yeah, yeah we're, yes we're, we're complex human beings and there's so much that happens in day-to-day -day life let alone a human's life span that mm -hmm. like have gives us our traumas and our ticks and our quirks and our things that it's like, we're just people who live in these bodies. Yes. So we all went 
on the water yesterday and it was just so lovely and the mountains were out with their oh snow. beautiful you got some sunshine uh, yes but it was like a june bloom situation uh, where yeah. it was like uh, sunny but like behind like a layer of clouds so i got burnt even though it wasn't like beaming down hot yeah that's clear skies that'll happen to our poor little northwest skin (laughs) i still feel that way but god and yeah speaking of the northwest it was just such a lovely way to be like we are so lucky to live where we live Mm -hmm. and be able to access all these nature spaces and to unlock something like being able to uh have the privilege to be able to access the water or even like mountain sports you know, or biking sports, like having mm-hmm. that privilege to be able to access, have the tools and the resources to access all these like extreme sport adventure things that you need that cost money. It's, it, it's lovely and divine and woohoo. <laughs> it is. And it is not cheap to do. I think we've, t- we've talked about it before. I think w- at least when we did the podcast with Nikki and skiing as an adult and whatnot, but yeah, any extreme sport is not not very easy to get into because of the cost of the the gear and or like a lift ticket or something like that, um, or just accessibility. Yeah. And I had that same thought today as I was biking to the trailhead, which is not far. It was like a less than twenty minutes, um, but down the road, and I was just thinking of in. So even growing up in Tacoma and having the outdoors like right there, we did a lot of outdoors activities and stuff like that. It wasn't until really moving to Tahoe that I was just in love with how close everything is. Like, wow, like there, it felt like everything was out the back door, you know, an hour to the mountain, hour and a half, whatever, depending on where exactly you're at or what mountain you're going to. Uh, And that felt so lucky to compare to some people and then coming here and you're like 15 minutes from like six different resorts and can bike out the back door to any trail and whatnot I'm just like oh my god I can never go back (laughs) when I came to visit you that tripped me out and then when you were like oh yeah but some days when there's traffic it takes like two hours to get to that place right there that I can (laughs) back yeah totally it blew my mind dog I had a quick thought today as I I rode to this particular trail which is just a short um short sweet loop but it's a classic and it's always one I really love to start the season out with because it does give you a nice little downhill and there's some little jumps and like corners and stuff so I feel like it is a real good one to get your your feet back under you and everything um so I was like oh man well, it's a good thing I biked today because I might not have that much more opportunity to bike to to this trail because if we go up to the property, the properties, you know, or when we do rather like 15 miles away. So it's not just two miles down the road and back. But then I was like, well, I'm a dumbass though, too, because uh, from the property, I can bike to like really bike out the back door to many yeah. more trails. Yeah. So um, there's, again, just still a, still a mix that you can get to these places. But I was just so stoked to be able to do that and get out. And oh, uh, the big news is I got a new bike. <laughs> um, I finally did it. I've been thinking about it and wanting one for, well, like two years now. So my bike is four years old and 
it still did fine. I mean, it was still way better off than the bike I started on, but there's a few things that I just, you know, Dude, that bike that you fucking started on. Can we please talk about that? Because I mean, I remember being pregnant. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was pregnant and we went up to Seattle and picked mm-hmm. up this fucking bike for your ass and yeah, off of Craigslist rode it a few years later together and you were like kicking the seat post down and like kicking the the like derailleur to try to get it like back in place yeah totally yeah man you've come a long way I'm so proud of you totally uh so the trail that we did today is called jackass so for any like yes you did it is it on a tiny man's bike that was yes horrifying but I did it yeah and so that's what I started on my old bike with that trail um so I'm like if you can do this on like this bike then you can do it on any bike that's for sure Mm -hmm. and so I always tell people like no this is a anyone who might be intimidated to to do it like, and that's more people who are probably just really getting started in the sport or anything. And like, trust me, if I could do it on that old bike, like you can do it on a, on a new bike, but, um, if I could do it on a tiny bike, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just, so I, know, I was thinking, I've been thinking about you so much. Cause I'm like, oh, I just want her to come back and, and bike these okay. trails again with a, <laughs> yeah. I want um, to bring your bike. And well, even if I, if I keep my old bike, I haven't sold it yet. And I should just so I can put the money towards my new bike. Yeah. And there's parts of me that want to keep it so that I have something for friends to ride if they do fly down here. Um, but then I'm like, well, it's the, still kind of in, it's not bad shape. I could still just, the chain falls off, but not all the time. And I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm excited and I was stoked to get out. So this is the third, uh, second time, second time I've ridden this bike, uh, the Good new job. bike. That's, my third. just got it. Yeah, I got it last Friday, but then I couldn't ride all weekend. I was, um, working all weekend. So I didn't get out until life and working or like work, work actually doing work, work, that you work at the shop yeah. because we had our, um, Memorial Day sample sale, which was super, it's a big sale. And so oh. I was Thursday through Sunday at the shop and it was quite busy. And then Monday just took off and we, we did some stuff around the house, like fixed you guys uh, good have work. an online platform for selling things. No. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, our, our website there, you can buy some stuff through our website. Um, but it's, it's not our, all of our inventory because we'll use a third party like platform and just some brands don't allow you to sell stuff online. You have to be like authorized to be able to do that. Wow. Um, so, and then we also have like an Amazon store, but I don't know if I'm not a Amazon wizard. So I don't know if you can like actually search us on Amazon and specifically buy from us or if you search a product like a something we carry a a random water bottle or something and it will happen to ship from us but there's been times where we get a order and we realize like oh my god this person is like down the road and but they got it off amazon and then they realized that it was like from tahoe mountain sports and they're like oh my god i should have like what the heck um also shout out to tahoe mountain sports yeah (laughs) yes yeah also um let's definitely talk about me coming down to visit like this summer yes um and something else that I forgot, but continue on talking about your bike. Ah, uh, well, you know, it's new. It's fun. Uh, so I got out on it Tuesday, I think. 
uh, yeah, Tuesday, because Wednesday or Monday, we just did some yard work and shit around the house. And so me and my friend went out Tuesday morning and did another short little loop, but it was a, it's a less, uh, even less aggressive than the one we did today. So, cause she got a new bike too. Um, and this is really what like pushed me to do it because my friend Liz, who's like my number one riding buddy and we barely even get to ride together. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, uh our schedules are so opposite so it's really hard we always try but we'll go like a month without seeing each other or something and it's so frustrating but um she's still like my my go-to I I just love to to do all those activities with her because she always has such a good to coin a word or like a hashtag or a catchphrase for our adventure people you know what I mean yeah you just you're one of them yeah, totally. My, my girl, Erin, she's one of them forever. And mm-hmm. like, when you just go through those experiences with people and like, you set up like, okay, sh- like uh, either this person is like flaky or on time and very like, so yeah, shout out to the hashtag coin term adventure buddy pal. Yeah. <laughs> figure that out. We need to figure that out. We're at a point in life where I feel like we f- flake on each other kind of not really often. I feel like- understandable reason. Yeah. And I feel like when it happens, it's, we're both like, mm-hmm. there, there's something where we both aren't really in it. And it's like, okay, it works out for both of us. Most of the times that we have to cancel. Um, but yeah. I do just want to be better about trying to really make things happen and not let like little excuses or yeah. something come up. Be like, yeah. no, just pivot a little bit. So maybe I am exhausted or tired or more has come up, but maybe we can do this like shorter adventure or just really making things happen because just like the mental health stuff we kind of talked about last week uh it's so important to get out and do those things that you enjoy and with people so I just have to remind myself sometimes like no matter how tired or stressed I might be like look if I go hang out with Liz for just 30 minutes even if it turns into a little dog walk instead of a a bike ride it's probably going to be a lot better for my mental health than to not do it and I know that I I feel like I cancel a lot because I'm either like turning like oh my gosh I have so much to do because I procrastinated in this or that um so I want to work on I really need to work on uh scheduling myself better as far as my work from home job or hard for me to keep family time whoever your important priority person is at that time I just I don't know I need to find a better organization way to to keep my tasks at hand and to stay on them I get so distracted like at home or um or I get something done and okay well I don't really have to do that right now I can do it a little bit later um I don't know I'm struggling a little bit with my attention span and and focusing and um but I I as much as I want to say sometimes like oh my god I wish I like I need like Adderall or something to pay attention but I really don't think it's that nor do I want to honestly go down that route because I just have always felt that I kind of can maybe have more of that addictive personality so that if it works that I will like over 
overuse it, abuse it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I don't like, there's times that I like, yeah, like I said, like I want it in theory. I just, I want that effect, but I do not want to take, I don't think it's bad enough. Um, I don't think I really have a serious problem that I should look into actually getting yeah. medication or anything. It's um, just more of like you having your conscien- conscientious focus towards that, which life is so crazy that it's just so hard. And there's so many, just, uh, oh my yeah. God, I can't even, I can't fucking even and I <laughs> that way it's so hard right now. My house is a mess. I have yeah. like 10 million things that I need to do. I've been like sick in bed for literally like the past three weeks. With my yeah. Kids. You're still sick. That's fucking torture. Yeah. So the reason why I keep on muting is because I'm like getting all this stuff out of my head. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. It's hard. The overwhelming feeling. I get overwhelmed really, really easily. Um, and I may have talked about this before. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah. So especially in in certain industries that I've worked in, like food industries or something where it's been really, really busy, but I still get overwhelmed and it takes a minute. Like when I first start to see a line form or something, I can freak out in my head, but then I just have to like get into the motions and get in the swing and I can handle it well, but I do get a lot of anxiety and overwhelm feeling like immediately. And it it can be, yeah, I I feel like I keep all that inside and nobody knows, like can really see that that's happening unless I start to lose my shit, which I can start to lose my shit a little bit on people. Um, but then I can, then I can reel it in and get it together. But I did tell somebody the other day, they were like, oh. so it's a friend of mine too. She's making a, I don't know. I've been feeling sensitive lately. She was saying something and I was just like, kind of joking, but kind of not about saying like, I, so I'm a cancer, like I'm the crab, like the epitome of it. I have a hard exterior shell and I'm so soft on the inside. Like I'm so fucking sensitive and shit really does bother me especially at just certain times, you know, whether it's just been eating at you or whatnot, all of a sudden these little things, just like, you know, I need a little break. Like maybe just a few days of you not fucking saying that comment. I am not like a scary, mean or intimidating person. So I just don't like being called that. I don't like being, um, I I've always had a real problem with being, thought of as some, I think everyone does being thought of as something that you really aren't. And yeah, you shouldn't care what people think or whatever, but when it comes down to your character or personality or your workplace or like interacting with humans that you have to interact with all the time, just too much of it can, can be too much. And it's like, first impressions are one thing, right? Um, that's why, yeah, they're important, but always give people another, another chance. And your first impression may not always be the greatest or anything. So if some, if you have an idea or expectation or some about somebody after a first impression, you just take that, I think with a grain of salt, depending on the situation and give them another chance. If it happens time and time again, then you can start to put together, like, this is how this person is or whatnot, but, um, circumstances come into play. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I just, <laughs> just feel like sensitive lately about that stuff. Um, and whether people are like kind of joking or, or not, but I don't want to be that person who then is like, Oh, you can't take a joke. It's like, I can, but like, you're starting to say it all the time and in front of 
other people and then so it's kind of hurting my feelings okay, it was like do you really feel attack yeah like, do you really feel that way I just wish you would stop saying it in front of like for anyone and everyone to know because yeah. I don't want people to already have this preconceived notion of me off of like a joke that you're you're making or whatever and so it's been yeah I don't even know oh my god how I got on that it just <laughs> It just came up. Maybe you were thinking about like workplace and like when, cause you were talking about getting overwhelmed or like, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> line, line yeah. Form, which I was going to say when that happens to me, I'm always just like, like overwhelmed. Like currently I'm overwhelmed with all of the shit that I need to do today. And I mm-hmm. only have this phone because my kid is blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I always try to slow down. Like when I have that overwhelming feeling mm-hmm. and be like, I'm only one person. All these things will continually always be there and I will get to them when I can. Yes. First and foremost, I just need to pri- prioritize mm-hmm. and like put my head down and focus and be like, okay, what do I need to get done first? Which when you are overwhelmed, yes, it's fucking hard to do that. Yeah. But for me, that's one of my coping mechanisms when I feel like I'm drowning. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, that's exactly where... <laughs> where I got off on my tangent. Um, so thank you for bringing that back yeah. because hey, yes, I'm that's here all, for you. I must've gotten overwhelmed with all yeah. the feelings, but hundred percent. I don't handle in my opinion, what goes on in my mind and in my insides, I don't handle overwhelm. Well, I've always had a lot of anxiety that again, I think I, I've kept it at bay for the most part but I just remember even being like in high school and whatnot if, yes. and it would be if I what didn't have something to do was where it would get bad where I'm like oh my gosh like I I need to do something and there's nobody like around like what can I do and then you just go into shutdown mode and so yeah. some figuring out the work from home situation can be tough because then I'm in my house where there's a shit ton I want to get done here and I can't focus on like the the work tasks or so I either need to leave my house or or sometimes yeah if I have a straight list there's like no break like yesterday I was able to I took a a break to walk the dogs but I had so much to do it was super easy for me to stay more focused than if I'm like "Eh, I could do that I could do that this won't take much time um I'm just so one or the other, I feel like I've, I have to either have a shit ton to do or nothing at all. Um, when I'm in that middle, I have a harder time, uh, controlling things and keeping, not getting overwhelmed or getting anxious, Uh, but the the beginning, the getting started can be hard to like, okay. The time allotment and then the pressure of like the urgency of needing to get that thing done like having uh I saw Elise Myers posted something that was very accurate to this situation and she was saying that uh if you have a whole lot of time to get something done you'll take your time yeah so you have yeah. like this tiny little window of shit to get done then you will fucking bust your shit yeah to get so it's like motivation time allotment and prioritizing procrastination like you name it all these things yeah. come to play and it it it's really real. And I also saw that, um, uh, L Ross, who we went to high school with, oh, she yeah. did something the other day talking about being a new mom. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what the fuck did I do with my time before this? Because so much of my time is dedicated to this tiny, teeny, teeny little human being. And like, 
I'm still getting all this shit done that I've been doing before and then some with like such a smaller window of time. And it's just the urgency and like factors of like time allotments and yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation, uh, actually with my boss a couple of months ago or who knows. Um, but I mentioned that is like, that's where I struggle is my timing and, um, time management. Sometimes I, I have a thing about time management. I want to use my time most efficiently, but yeah. there's times that, yeah, I struggle with doing it for, for certain tasks. Um, but when things have to get done, I'm so much better at it. And I've always been that way, like school, homework, everything. My mom always says we were, I think she has a different idea about us with school. I don't know that we were just like, also she's biased, but geniuses and had, you know, no problem in school and whatnot. And because we liked school or what I did like school. I liked going to school. I liked my friends. I liked my activities, but I fucking hated most of my classes except for English when we could write um, because I I wouldn't sit down and study. I wouldn't do anything until the very last minute. I would wait to write a paper till the last minute because that's when I feel the pressure and I, I love writing. I've always liked to write, but I don't feel like I can unless I have something that needs to get done or it's, it's few, it's more rare to be able to sit down and just like, write. It's like, Oh shit, I have to do this. I'm going to bust it out. And then I can get in this mindset. And I do still feel like it's, you know, quality. It's not just like bullshit, Yes. but, um, it takes that pressure to get my mind working and focused, which yes. is where I've come to the thought of like questioning, like, would I really benefit from and I think it's, it's been talked about so much more lately, especially in adults like ADD and ADHD. So I do have the question of like, maybe that is what I've needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, it's just not a way try. that. And it's not Unfortunately, especially I'm, I'm not going to go down that road until trying some other, other things. Um, because again, I just don't want to have to be on a, I don't want to have to depend on something. Um, but yeah, we'll just, I, I've got to figure out some other, other options, things to try and help me be better. And okay. it might just be like, I need to leave the house to work some days, which is fine. Yeah. And I can do yeah. that. There's work like co-working spaces around. Um, so it doesn't have to just be like, oh, I'm going to go spend six hours at a coffee shop or anything. Yeah. So that just might have to be my option. And that I love lists, like to-do lists and stuff. I yeah. always have to yeah. write my own and um, I have apps but it's not the same as having it written down staring at me on a piece of paper that I can physically cross off so I still write on on busy days right to do lists I mean shit even today where I I want to do my own personal chores and then do work stuff and whatnot I will after this probably write down like laundry dishes this that because the act of literally marking something off feels so good. And even if it's something I've already done, that wasn't on my list, sometimes I'll add it and just so I can cross it off. (laughs) You deserve it. You, you did it. Yeah. But, um, so I'm super glad I went biking today because I was starting to definitely feel the stress. But again, that goes with this overwhelm that I start to feel at some weeks of like, Oh my God, I have so much work to do and catch up on. I have so much shit to do at like with the house I want to paddle. I want to ride my bike. I want to see friends. 
how the fuck do you fit it all in? I freak out about time all the time. And so Andrew's very different about time than I am and plans. Um, and it is a, a cause of argument. Um, and on my behalf, a lot of times, because I, I take it so seriously when you tell me you're going to be here soon, like soon is five to 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, if you're like now, yeah. like in the next moment or two, or just like not having plans and where it's like, oh, you're going to play disc golf. Like you never said that that was even a, a chance yesterday. And yeah. so like, I've been like waiting all day for you, even though I haven't, um, yeah. I just like start but to finally. freak out. Yeah. I just yeah. start to lose it a little bit. Like, wow, I could have, my whole day would have been structured fucking different if I would have known. But also what that this is also a real life story that happened yesterday that I'm not getting into too much, but that's the gist of it. And yeah. it took, it took some time. And once I finished my shit, I realized like, no, my day was perfect. I got so much done. I went on like a two hour walk with the dogs in the middle of my day. So I got outside, I got my steps in. the dogs got outside and I got all the things. I mean, I have more to do, but I got a, a big chunk of my list done. So in no way should I have restructured my day. It's fine. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We eat dinner at eight o'clock or eight thirty. Who the fuck cares? Because yeah. it's getting to be summertime where it's lighter out, and I just have to like loosen up my grip on time. Yes, um, yes. And it's just really hard. Loosen that grip, Esther. But also, I, have, I saw that you did. You posted about your vertical and miles and getting your steps in and that mm-hmm. thing. And I yeah. saw that it was a Tahoe specific thing only. And I was so yeah. bummed out because that is so cool to have a thing to do. And if you want to talk about it more, you're welcome to. I will bring that up. Um, I was going to say, oh, just one thing. I've realized I said this to a couple of people last week or so that I used to always think I was much more of a type B person, like spontaneous. You know, I, I moved to Alaska to go be a zipline guide. I moved to Nicaragua to go teach yoga, not even knowing a single lick of Spanish. I, I moved to Tahoe, not knowing anything about it, just all these things. And I have realized that I actually think, and I think I always have been somewhat more type A because I, because again, of this anxiety and I've always loved lists. Um, and if things don't go, if there's a plan and things don't go according to plan, then sometimes I lose my shit and I can get it back together and go to the type B, but, um, but yeah, if it's, if, if there's a structure and then it doesn't go as planned, I have to take some breaths and and like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, okay, it'll be fine. Um, so yeah. In addition to that, I feel like when you're younger, you, you are kind of just like flying at the seat of your pants. You're like, cool. I graduated high school. I have all this freedom. I'm figuring life out. Sometimes that takes a decade, you know? Um, as you get older and you settle down, you revert back into that stability that you had Mm -hmm. as a kid. And so therefore you need more of that structure. So it type a type B, like, yes, we can, like, there are definitely people who are like, for surely in that category. Right. One or the other. uh, Things change as you you get old and, and it's true. And I feel like, so this is something I want to, uh, talk about as well. That's been bothering me is 
it's okay to change. And I feel like we don't have that idea. You're like, this is who you are. This is your personality. This is what you do. And I don't know if it's because of the structure in which we, our society is of uh, go to school, get a job, get married, have kids, like that that's the norm that most of us still have grown up in. And it's, I feel like it's growing, but it's going to take a long time uh, to really change. But it wasn't like you do a little bit of this and then maybe you go back to that. So it always feels like wrong if something is is changing or reverting instead of just like, no, this is natural to change and go and go through seasons of life. And that's been my my tagline for a while now is like this season of life Mm -hmm. uh, because and they're, you know, who knows? They could be years long, months long, whatever, seasons, phases, whatever you want to call it. Morning. (laughs) Yeah, you may be in or it may you know it may be a season that you never see again who knows but I think that's important it's like yeah maybe I was more type a as a younger kid because everything was pretty structured at the school some sort of practice whatever um and always having to ask to do things I could never leave the house without saying where I was going or who I was yeah, with yeah, or yeah. my parents talking to my friend's parents or something so then parents. there was like the time period of going to college and then not having that and um and being bitch, in my 20s have a good time. And, yeah, and moving around and not having structure and now it's back to the more so wanting more structure because there is more going on more responsibility my time feels uh, more valuable, more important. So I want more of that structure. So I'm using all my time most efficiently and never wasting time. But again, that's, I do want to, I need to let go of the, the time wasting time. Like but I'm also, afraid to waste time. We're um, in our thirties. And like, it is, that is a insane place for a human to be because we feel like, it's like the tail end of our youth, essentially, yes. where it's like, oh, we're still young. We're 30. It's cool. Um, and our bodies are still doing the things, although there's stuff here and there that hurts and like all these responsibilities. It's just like that internal clock of like, oh, we only live until we're like yeah. hopefully 90. And just like thinking of how much time is ha- we have left. Yes. And like, it's, it's, it's well, a, especially like, weird part of the living scale to be. Especially being a woman in your thirties because the biological clock too. And I do think there's plenty of times where I'm like, well, if I want to, like, I need to do all this now while I have all the freedom. Uh, and, um, like I, there's so still so many places I wanted to travel that I haven't gotten to like abroad, anything. So I'm like, Oh my God, when do I do this? Like we have to do this now. But I also am trying to, again, (laughs) I listened to this podcast with, uh, her name is Kate. I'll probably butcher her last name, Ed Iger. Um, but I've, I followed her on Instagram for a long time. And actually one of, uh, one of my, do you remember Eric Anderson? Yes. Yeah. So he's like friends with her randomly. Like, I don't know, she's super good snowboarder. She's like a mountain guide and um, based out of BC. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So she was on this podcast and it was a short little 20, 25 minute podcast. Which podcast she, were you listening to? The Salty Club. Is that the one where they sit at a desk and get all these like, okay. Not that I know of. I, okay. I don't know. Uh, um, so mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, she's on this podcast and she was talking about being a mom because she has a son who's I don't know 
I have no idea, eight maybe or something, but she was into all these sports prior and just talked about how one of her big fears of being pregnant was losing herself and all of that. And she's done more, you know, in the last eight years or so of having her child and she hasn't lost that fearlessness. If anything, it's made her stronger and this and that. And it was just so good to hear from somebody who you feel like you can kind of relate to that. And these days it's, it's changing too. you know, you see more moms doing the extreme sports. And again, I just think that also has to do with the fact that there's more exposure with social media and things like that. But you see these pro athletes becoming moms of women in these sports. Yeah. So you see it all happening. And even with strength training, um, CrossFit, things like that, you see women not only doing these sports after they've had kids, but while they're pregnant too. And instead of being treated like a fragile little egg that at a certain point of your pregnancy, you can no longer do anything. You can only do like a little bit of body weight exercises or this or that. It's like, no, you can obviously, obviously there's risks and dangers and all of that stuff, but you can still lift heavy weights. You can still ride your bike and snowboard and yeah, you're going to reel it in. And you're only going to do the things that you feel comfortable with. If you get to a certain state in your pregnancy that you're like, I am super scared of, you know, falling and hurting myself and my baby or whatnot, then you're not going to do that. And that's fine. Yes. But if you're a pro athlete and you're super confident in your abilities, um, you know, you your can, you're still going to reel you it in, but sport. you can still do the activity. Um, and I think that it's been super cool at this stage being in my thirties to see that and like, help me realize that it isn't just over because it's hard not to think that because after you have a kid, I mean, you still do have a responsibility to this child for the rest of its life. And that's what scares me, but it doesn't mean that you're going to completely lose yourself but it has to do with the time thing and feeling like I only have so little time and I, if I want to be in the best shape of my life like I have to do it now because I'll only have a couple of years to be able to yeah. enjoy it before I lose it all if yeah. I want to have yeah. a kid yeah. and that's just that's not true at all there's so many women who have gained more strength stamina and endurance and all that after having children because of the changes that go through your body And lastly, what I want to talk about that kind of wraps into not feeling like like changes are normal of like, yes, I can be type A, type B, whatever, go back and forth in life is just nobody tells you that, right? No one said like, it's like, you're this way, you have to do this, 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 and this order. Um, But also no one fucking tells you, I don't think so anyways, that as a woman, like shit really doesn't change until you th- your thirties, you really start to go yeah. through your twenties and you're like, okay, cool. Not so bad. Same shit I'm going through, but I'm like, your hips don't fucking grow until like your thirties. So yeah. the fact yeah. that none of us are fitting into our clothes is not just because of COVID and gaining weight. Um, it's, the physiological changes that are natural that happen in your body and you're still, but the, the clothes don't change the brands you want, the style you want, you're still searching for that, but they're not changing with you. So you're made to think that like something's wrong with you, 
for not fitting and it's like no my like I always wore men's jackets because the shoulders were bigger um and now in the last two years like I started to notice a little bit but the last two years especially these jackets I have like they're tight around the hips like yes men's jackets and things like that they're made straight because of that but they did fit and I didn't have like that much of a problem and now I'm like it's tight down here like what can I do about that like what the fuck is that just my ass from like doing crossfit and it's both ass and hips I'm like it's growing all around like why the fuck don't people talk about this and make you feel normal instead of I've spent the last like two and a half three years like feeling I am just out of control and uh, something's wrong with me and I have you know been on this crazy search of hormones and the naturopath and all that which has been very helpful but I've also kind of realized some of this stuff is not a problem, a problem within you. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem within like the exterior things that be. And um, I wanted to trace back to being a mom and doing the sports. Yeah. Feeling the time pressure. Uh, if you do the things that you love while being a mother, father, role model, figure, whatever, mm-hmm. um, your kids see that. Your tiny mm-hmm. people growing up see you doing that and they're like, they form their opinions about it. And they also go along with you doing that. So they are thus for more likely to do it when they get older. Like I've taken Quincy on hikes ever since he was born, because that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And you do lose a part of yourself after having children. You a thousand percent do. But as they grow, um, as you grow as a parent, you find yourself, you find pieces of yourself as you grow and stuff. And like, I hope to one day do the Pacific part of part of the Pacific Crest Trail or fucking a all of it with my son one day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's part of being an active physical person who is a parent and watch like your children watching you do the things and yeah. And even if they don't love the things you do, you can only drag them along for so long, right? Until they start to be like, no, I actually really don't like this. Maybe this is my hobby, like reading, reading books, doing whatever. Video games. But um, but I still think, like you said, doing it, start continuing to do your favorite things from a young age will help them see and at least get you and them used to like, okay, this is just what happened. So one, maybe they do go through a time period where like, you know, I know I don't want to hike and you're like, fine, but you know, I like to. So at least now you've been able to structure your life a little more around you continuing to be able to do the things that you love. Um, and maybe it's not with them because especially once they get into the school age, right. You can like, okay, at least during school, hopefully you're able to have the time to yourself, which you should always have time to yourself anyways whether they like to do the thing with you uh, even with your significant other like yeah, it's yeah, that's yeah. where I've become I used to want my significant other to do every single fucking thing I do but and I've also realized you know what there's actually it's, it's good to not because even if um you love to do everything together still important to take the time to do that yourself like okay no yeah. I'm gonna go bike with the girls but I could bike with you but, but sometimes it makes it a little bit easier when that significant other doesn't even like the activity at all. You're like, cool. I know that like biking is always mine. Yoga is yeah. always mine. Like whatever yeah. it is. Um, 
and then you find those things that you can do and spend time together. And I think the same goes for your kids, even if they love doing every single thing you do, just mentally, we all need time alone or with your, your friends, like you need Mm -hmm. to always have an escape. Um, so so yeah, yeah. It, it needs to be said that with doing the XYZ adventure thing with your kids with an additional person, it's that much more complicated. Mm-hmm. Like getting myself down to the water to paddleboard is a totally different thing than getting he, she, and them and all of the babies out to this place in the world it's right. just much more complicated and I think it's good for people at young ages to see the logistics that have to go into day-to-day life and yeah. the choices of the things that you want to do so fuck yeah to mommies out there still doing their thing totally got the babies yes it's amazing to see I'm, I'm I'm never more in love with my people when I see them doing the things that they love. Like yes. there's not a more beautiful thing than seeing a human fully submerged and indulged in the thing that brings them life. It's right. just a great thing to see. It is. And you can, um, you can really feel it. I mean, I, I do really believe in energy and I have also felt in the last few years that I've learned more about empathy I'm not I'm not about empathy like empathy yes like have it feel it there's people who are not but of actually being an empath where you are taking others energy on there's a difference between being empathetic <clears throat> to somebody in the situation they're going through than to be an empath where you're actually taking on their energy. And I am pretty fucking convinced that I am an empath. And that is why I have been struggling for a few years where I was living in a household with um, certain, with a couple people that it got really hard for me to manage my feelings and emotions. Um, and I was really letting other people's lives and what they're the choices they were making affect me because I was like feeling their unhappiness or in unsureness as well, as well as being unsure about my stuff. And I just felt like I was fucking doubled, tripled, quadrupled down sometimes because even if it was people who didn't live with me, but like close friends, I mean, that's also goes to, to say of, of taking how much, how important it is to take your own time and space because I like literally need to either lock myself in like the bathroom because that's the only place where I feel like I can shut the doors and no one will come in um, or be gone and outside and totally alone because I just need to like energy dump. Yes, 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 yes. And whether you like, uh, what's it called? Identify, I guess, with, with being an empath uh, or not energy is real and you're still going to be taking some on from Bro. people um when energy you're just surrounded by people with who don't have a lot of good energy going on and and yeah. that's where there's a couple people or things right now that I I'm not like super close to or anything but still I'm like okay I'm feeling in a good good place and uh, all I'm getting or hearing from others is it's not good you have to be able to remove that you're like you just don't want to take on everyone's negative energy all oh, the time and yeah. I fucking I know own, let alone battling yeah. your own negative feelings inside your own head 
And I 100% am not the happy-go-lucky, always positive person by any means. I talk shit a lot. I Me too. It feels good. Yeah. And I can be a negative newt and all that. Um, So I'm not- negative newt? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not trying to sit on a high horse by any means and say that like, you know, everything's fucking golden and kittens and all that shit. Um, I, I know that I also feed into the bad negative talk and things like that. And I actively want to be better about it and be aware of it because I don't, I want to like respect other people's energy when someone walks in or is around me and they're in a good mood and they've had a great day. I don't want to bring them down by talk like me like, oh, this fucking sucks. That sucks. I'm tired. Blah, blah, blah. I want to be a lot more conscious about spewing that stuff in in trying to keep my outside energy <clears throat> and vibe more positive and yeah. the things that are negative like I need to find my own outlet to go do that like there's the time you can go talk to somebody and dump it all out but then it needs to be like okay now we've got that out let's yes. <laughs> let's talk about the good things yes, yes. Um, and like what we talked about with Caitlin when you were here was mm-hmm. Uh, knowing where you're at when someone comes to you with oh, something, yes. knowing where they're at and being like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is the capacity I have for it. And then, yes. then being able to be like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I have the capacity for. So that is, yeah. And, and being honest with yourself and other people and being yeah. comfortable with being honest with yourself and other people. Cause like, I know there's so many times in life where you're like, I don't want to do this around this person because it'll make them feel this way or whatever yeah. the situation is. That I'm so glad you brought that up because I really wanted to talk about it. Like we won't dive into it too much or anything, but um, I remember- oh, we won't, Taryn. <laughs> I just remember when we had that conversation at Caitlin's and I was like, I really want to talk about this. But then what, we went like three weeks or something before we podcasted again yeah. after I got home. So yeah. I, I think I forgot about it. But I absolutely loved that. And I did touch on last week how um, with, it was more so like alcohol specifically where I will draw a line in the sand if a friend is like trying to pressure me to go have a drink. And I'm like, no, I can't. My men's like, I am not in a good mental state to do it. And we could have fun here, like going to happy hour. But when I go home, like that's where I might have the issue because that's you just don't know what happens behind closed doors yes. or what switch goes off or anything Ooh, so I know not. when it's like not good for me to like like um you know I can't just do it there and then be like okay now I don't have any drinks and I'll be fine like it drinking makes you drunk and that lasts for some time yeah. yes so and when you're depressed or like dealing with grief which is yeah. a calm Com- combination of emotions it's not just happy it's not just right. sad. And there's it's not bad. just five, five stages that go abc exactly stages. it's fucking not that it's a compilation of like up and downs all yeah. over the place so many feelings yeah all at once and um yeah you just don't know what you're gonna co- go home to because when you go home that's when you feel like you can let your guard down and yeah. sometimes when you let your guard down ugly things come exactly. out exactly that's okay because yeah. people yeah and so and life is hard and grieving I, yeah definitely and I feel like uh so I was I've been better about that boundary but 
not the boundaries that Caitlin talked about, which she's been so good at with her role in work and telling people like, okay, like when someone says, hey, I need to talk to you. They're like, okay, well, give me a little info about what this is about, because then I'll tell you if I have the capacity for it. And it, you can do that with your friends. And the hard thing is we all need to respect that. And you might have a friend who does not understand that they'll just think you're not a good friend. So it's about growth overall. Um, and you have to be okay with a friend being upset at you because if it's protecting your own personal self, then that's what matters most. But it's like, I, I have not been working on, on that. I mean, like, look, I understand you're going through a really hard time and I'd love to be able to talk to you about it, but I can't right now. Like, I just, I can't be your trash can. I am yeah. sorry. I want you to be able to get this out, but you can't do it to me right, right now, now at this time. And, and I'm also be, for you, yeah. but this is where I'm at. Yeah. And, and, and at the age that we're at, a lot of our people that we're closest to understand. Exactly. And because you've gone through that, you're pretty settled, at least with your core group of people. So I feel like everybody you know, who's close enough to understand that will get it. And, you know, it might, it might be hard to hear and it might suck. You really might like, you could be my person that I want to tell you all this and, and you can't handle it right now. And I really need to talk about it. Like it might in the moment be a little bit of a hard pill to swallow, but then I will realize like, first of all, thank you for having that, your own self-respect. And secondly, yes, like and that might've made yeah. me have another find another way to get it out which might have been benefited me more than than just venting all the negative shit it made might have made me process it in other ways um and be fine um but but yeah so boundaries and again like things just aren't linear so like you said with the stages of grief or anything and that goes back to like being um with anything else, like going back and forth through seasons of life or a human who changes their mind. Yeah. Things are just not linear. And we are so taught on a linear scale. Yeah. Like, no, this is fucking normal. Like, yeah, you go through your twenties and you should be like grown and mature and all this and nothing should change anymore. And it's like, nope. Like, I feel like I'm going through puberty again or something (laughs) because now my, Um, my body is completely changing. And I thought I was fucking done with this. And it's like, nope. But so just being made to feel fucking normal instead of always being made feel to feel that something is wrong yeah um and uh, even back to the ADD thing where it's becoming a lot more talked about I question it for myself because I'm like is it just because it's being more talked about and I'm, I'm just looking for that like oh this is what's wrong with me instead of like no what happens in my brain is normal. There isn't always just something that's wrong. And here's the, the pillar solution to fix it. It's just fucking normal to to have a, a little bit of a wired brain or be off a little bit this way or that way. It's not always just like, yeah. Um, uh, (laughs) Uh, I don't know how exactly to do this, but I feel like I would like to hold space for our dear friend, Becca. Oh, yes. Recently had a tremendous uh, loss. And I know you're really, really good friends with her. 
I admire her above and beyond. Every time I see her, I just think that she is such a great human being. Um, and I saw that she posted on her business page, holding space for her brother mm -hmm. um, and acknowledging him and how much of an impact he had on her life and informing who she is and their other brother and just the beautiful family bond that they all have. Um, I didn't know how to acknowledge it on Instagram because it's just a totally different platform. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm glad that she acknowledged it. And I just want to hold space for her right now and her brother. And uh, Becca, if you're listening, I want you to know that my heart is broken with you and I'm here with you in grief uh, after losing somebody very important in my life. And same for you, your dog, Taryn, like we all go through stages of grief and life. And um, I just love you, Becca. And we are here for you so much. And uh, grief is a lifetime thing, especially with someone who you've had in your whole life. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know if you want to say anything. Yes, thank you so much for bringing that up for sure. Because, yeah, Becca is just an amazing human being, and it was a sudden loss for her family. And I can't imagine. And, and you have had a lot of loss in your family. I've been so lucky to to have not dealt with uh, a whole lot of unexpected loss, and. Um, yeah, I, I've, I knew about it right after it had happened. Um, and I'm, I'm so proud of her for like, holding, like for creating that space and making that, um, time. Yeah. And putting that on, on Instagram on her business page. And she did specifically <coughs> kind of like address that of not being sure how she was going to, because this is her, her business and she tries to keep her personal stuff separate, but this was something that you can't keep separate. And, and I think that was important for her to acknowledge that. Yeah. It's doesn't matter if that's your, this affects your whole entire life for the rest of your life. So share it however you need to, and take all the time and space you need to. And by no means was it a announcement to for people to understand like why she was taking time off or anything it was just complete acknowledgement of her of her brother's of her brother's life and I think it was just so amazing that she did well, was able to to share that with everybody and um because sharing sharing grief is just not easy I mean because once you do you you also that makes it real yeah um, and I feel like it, it just opens up another portion of that grief when you do share it to the world you may have been at a place of starting to maybe gain acceptance maybe and then it's like uh, now you're opening it all up again and you're going to get all the questions or comments or all the all the love everything yeah, yeah, but yeah. sometimes you know that's also not easy and we talked about that with uh Marie's father passing away of of grief and what you 
do because all you want to say to somebody is like, I'm so sorry because you're just so sorry that there's nothing you can do to help except for be there. Um, and like you mentioned of just, you know, everyone goes through it differently. Some people may want to like have that, that love and be there and want hugs, the love, the food, other people may be like, okay, I've let you know. And now I need space. So you just never, never know what to do. And each individual is so different. And like a lot of the times when I say I'm so sorry, and like to my mother-in-law, when I say sorry to her, like, I just think of like, I'm sorry for what we are going to have to face together now yeah. as a family and what the individual griever person is going to have to face alone mm-hmm. in the grievance because there's just so many moments in grief that you you feel so alone which you are you're going through this journey alone but but also like you do and don't have to you just yeah. need to know where and what you need at that time but when you are grieving fuck man it has been oh gosh where are we at it has been uh six and a half months since Daryl passed away and uh I have lost a baby inside of me I have lost a mother um I've lost a lot and this loss was entirely different from the other losses that I had and it was sudden and it just totally affected me it totally different than any of the other losses that I have faced. And it was just wild to experience a, another version of grief or loss. Um, and I thought I was like a pro at it, you right. know, what I mean? yeah. like yeah. such great losses like that. I thought I was like, ah, oh, I fucking got this shit in the yeah. bank, but this one, it, it hit different. And they all do. They yeah. will they continue to, and like where we're at in our lives, it's just going to become more and more. And like, you don't know if the last one day is going to be you. Yeah. You know, like it's just life is lifey. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and like you said, um, so <laughs> I do think that everyone goes through a time in grief where they are grieving alone, whether it's something that affects the whole family. Like, yes, there are other people who are also going through the loss of this loved one, but because it's so individualized, like your grief, like there's always going to be parts of that grief that you feel like you are going through alone because it was that person, that loved one there, you had your own relationship with them. So you're grieving a loss that, no one there on some level like doesn't understand exactly yes because um, because it's a relationship yeah. is different like yeah. my relationship with you is different mm-hmm. Becca's relationship with her brother is different and it's all individualistic yeah so it's mm-hmm. always gonna like I said, overall you may be grieving with other people but you also will be going through those parts that you're alone in that grief because you also don't go through your different phases and times of it um so again it's it's normal to feel alone 
in that. Uh, but it's just important to know that when you are feeling alone, like knowing and acknowledging what you need, like, do you need to process that alone? Yeah. Or do you need to reach out to someone who is also going through that grief or not going through it at all? Like, what do you need? And that I think is the most important thing as someone trying to offer help to yeah. the yeah. grieving yeah. person is to yeah. ask them what they need if they can give you an answer, awesome. If they can't understand that they, they just may not know, but also just because they tell you one thing in one time, that's not going to be the The only thing they need. It might be different in five minutes. It might be different in a day, in a week, like there it's going to continue to change. So just always checking in on, on that. And it can be hard, uh, especially if someone says like, no, like, you know, Mm -hmm. leave me alone. Then doesn't mean like don't ever come back. Come back tomorrow, please. Yes. Like, or just like yes. give me an hour, like whatever. So don't don't always, you know, uh, like Shut just out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And within but, that, Becca, baby boo, we love you and so we're much here for you. So much. And we just gosh. Just an amazing, love, amazing, amazing soul. Love her so yeah. much and all yeah. the love to to Becca and the family for sure. Just can't can't imagine um your bro and you family is in our thoughts and reconfiguring a family after losing such a pillar is really hard and we are here for you friend 100 percent um yes thank you for yeah I didn't know I didn't know how or how or what to do that and I don't know how she feels about it but like I just I needed to do that yeah yeah well, I think it was just lovely, a lovely acknowledgement. And I hope she can feel, feel the love because um, I know she needs it. But yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, on that kind of note, I I don't really have much else. Yeah, I don't think I do, except for Taryn. Paddleboarding is fucking tight. Yes. Oh, did you sell your, t- did you sell your paddle boards? No. So I still have two paddle boards for self and he wants and a bike. Um, yeah. and I was real quick. So you mentioned that vertical challenge. Um, so the shop is putting that on Tahoe mountain sports. So it is local to Tahoe, uh, getting as much vertical gain as you can in the month of June. However, it is only running. So my walked in account yesterday, which I didn't seriously think that it would or was trying to as being a little more facetious in my, uh, my, my Strava title, but yeah. I was, I did have half a mind just to track it as a run and be like, fuck you. Who cares? How yeah. slow I I'm not trying to win because I also don't, I don't feel like I want to, I don't have the time. Okay. I shouldn't say that. Whatever. That's <laughs> stupid to say. Um, I, that's not my goal is to get the most vertical gain in the month. Um, especially via running, because there are so many other things that I want to do that I know I wouldn't be able to win or placing in this challenge doesn't matter to me at all, but I would like to, you know, kind of participate considering, um, my job as a, as a marketer and I work at the shop. So I like to yeah, like so, pr- participate in all the activities, but. So was the, was this vertical challenge part, were you part of the person that was like on the board of like making this happen? Like, was this your idea or like. No, what? no, okay. uh, it was Dina fit the brand. They came to us about doing this Strava challenge and we've, we've oh. done uh, challenges similar to this through just different times and whatever. So we were like, yeah, sure. We'll, 
will be a part of of this. It it did have it was going to be something different, um, just a segment at first or something. I can't remember, but it didn't work out with Strava like linking it or the way they wanted to. So it just became a max like vertical gain in the whole month of June. So you have a month of June, and the top like woman and man of will get a whole kit from this company. Dude, that's such a sweet set. It is, but there's like around here so many like runners. So I know for sure that I would never come close to winning it unless I loved running and spent a lot of time doing it, but I don't. You would come um, close in my heart, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple other things going on this summer, so it's fun um, to do and be a part of, and it's going to get real busy here real quick, but... Bro, it's going it to... Oh, is- uh, well, we can talk about this, obviously, off the podcast, but I was just... Uh, I have a little dream of trying to get a box suite at the Reno Aces baseball game because they play the Tacoma Rainiers on my birthday. So Fuck like, <laughs> yeah. we're yeah, coming to to say, wait, like call Hillary. Wait. Hillary said something about, uh, she like looked at tickets or something on that around that time. But, uh, you guys should Your totally climb. T- I always get yours and, um, Karina's confused. Yours the is sixth. the sixth. Damn. Hers is the 10th. Yeah. I always, yeah. so we're coming back from Mexico on your birthday. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be but maybe nice. maybe Quincy and I could fly to California and just stop there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh-huh. we'll we'll figure out when we can get you done, but um, Okay, anyways. Yeah. The Rainiers are coming to Reno. We're they're actually here this weekend. We're going to the game Saturday. Um what? because yeah. Andrew's mom's company is having a little thing there, so uh, it, it worked out awesome that they were playing the Rainiers. So they'll be here Saturday and then they're here next month on my birthday. Um, so, so yeah, I might not cool. be able to make that happen, but we have got to make a trip like yes. July. I'm coming to visit you. Yes. August. Yes, you I'm coming to. to visit you. Like I really, we really need to like talk this out. Yep. Pick up, p- try. I mean, your hardest just to point at no, the calendar, pick a day and I'm let's just do it. I will fucking see you yeah. in Tahoe. Totally. So if you don't sell your bike or your boards. Well, I'm- I have plenty of boards still. I just need to sell these two particular, but I, also, I still we have. Need to talk about if, uh, Andrew or his mom would want to like babysit Quincy so we could go do the things. Oh yeah. I'm sure we can like, figure something like out. Like a mountain bike ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, okay. Well, awesome. We, as usual, we're all over the place, but I love it. Cause I think the general theme was, uh, it's normal. <laughs> However you're feeling, uh, I mean, unless it's not, there's obviously you know, a spectrum for sure. Yeah. You know, there, yeah. there, and- there are times you need a little bit of help on one thing or the other or whatnot, but And there's some days where you don't know what you're feeling um, more than others. Yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, All right. Well, we'll talk very, very soon. And uh, thanks everyone out there in the ether for for listening. Including the aliens. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We hope you enjoyed this episode and would do us a huge favor since we don't have any sponsors or anything like that and would rate and review us 
on whatever platform it is you use, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, whatever it is. And if you're listening and downloading just through the website, tearingituppodcast.com, leave comments. Um, we'll definitely engage back with you. And on social media right now, we're just on Instagram. Tearing it up podcast is the handle. Like the post, share the post, comment on the post, whatever it is you got. Um, show us your love so we just stay relevant and show up in the rankings at all. So again, rate and review, please. And we'll see you next time. Thanks.